الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد There are some of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes that talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qudrah His power Overdoing everything. For example, Al-Qadir, Al-Qadir, Al-Muqtadir. These are very similar attributes that all talk about the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Qudrah mean? Qudrah refers to the strength and the ability of doing something. So Al-Qadir will mean, would mean the one who has the strength of doing everything and the ability of doing it. Both of these things have to go together. Because sometimes a person has the strength of doing something but has no ability of doing it. The strength may be there. The power is there. But the ability is not there. Someone knows that there is water in the bathroom. He has the strength of using the water. But at this time he cannot open the door. So he's not able to use that water. The power is there of using it physically. But the ability at this time is missing. So a person who has the power, he must have the ability also. And a person with ability... He should have power also. Because I have the ability of taking care of, running, of ruling the country. But I don't have the power to get there. So power and ability. Both of these are extremely important for a person, for someone to be able to achieve something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qadir. Which means he has the strength and the ability. When we start looking at things that are happening in this world, or that we do, human beings perform, everything that is being done by human beings always need both of these qualities. This person should have the strength of doing it and ability of doing it. Without that strength and ability, a person cannot even stand on his own feet. If the feet cannot carry the person, they do not have the strength, he won't be able to do it. So this ability is extremely important, and this strength is extremely important for doing anything, for achieving anything. And accordingly, when we look at the creation of the whole universe, each and everything in this universe is telling us the strength and the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over creating all of these things. How He created all of these things. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability of creating these human beings, creating this world, creating everything around us that we see. So it talks, everything in this universe is talking about the qudrah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person wants to do something, first thing we need the qudrah over doing it. When that qudrah is missing, when that strength is missing over doing something, right away the person gives up that I can't do it. I have no ability. 
when we look when we look at the rules of the sharia that we study i think one third of the rules are such that we need them in our normal life and two thirds of the rule are those where a person would say i'm not able to do what i was supposed to do and therefore now i have to find some other way for example when it comes to the ruling of salah we learn the complete method of salah and then right away the question comes what if a person is not able to stand up now simply means we are talking about our weakness <coughs> we are talking about our weakness that human beings can lose that ability of standing up for whatever reason whether i say it's snow or i say my knee is hurting or i say that i have i'm scared of something whatever the reason may be but we lose abilities very quick we when we study the ruling of salah then right away the question comes what if the person does not have the ability of using water what should this person do someone is in the hospital laying on the bed he cannot and the doctors have asked him not to move from his bed he cannot get up and do the wudu so this is the weakness of human being and we see our weakness at every step of the life there is always possibility in anything and everything that it may be i mo- i won't be able to do it or i may not have the strength of doing it so human beings when we start looking at these attributes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and compare them with our strength and our abilities right away the person realizes the qudra of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again and again repeats this attribute innahu ala kulli shay'in qadir innahu ala kulli shay'in qadir wa huwal qadir this attribute is mentioned repeatedly in quran to remind us that oh human beings you fail in everything in your life and you are always afraid of losing these abilities so you always depend on al-qadir subhanahu wa ta'ala who has the strength and ability of doing everything in everything that you need is not your ability is the ability of is is, is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's doing it sometimes we achieve some great things in our lives some human beings they have great achievements in reality if you look at those achievements is not that this person this, uh, this uh, person was not able to achieve it through his own strength if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have left it on this person's strength there was no way this person would be able to achieve it so is the qudra of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in one of the ayahs of the quran wa allafa bayna qulubihim he says allah says i joined the hearts of the believers this is talking mainly about sahaba radwanullahi alayhim ajma'in who came from many different clans and groups and these clans were such that were looking to kill each other at any time but as soon as they came into islam they are more than brothers so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa allafa bayna qulubihim i allah joined these hearts law anfaqta ma fil ardi jami'an ma allafta bayna qulubihim had you spent the whole world whatever it contains to join these hearts you had no ability of joining it you had no power of joining the hearts it's this power that allah have not given to human beings 
Allah says, but it is Allah who joined the hearts. So here we see the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But many times we see that a person was able to achieve it. We say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was able to bring people together. Yes, nothing wrong because it was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used for bringing people together. But in reality, the doer behind all of these things is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we see the real benefit of understanding this attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Al-Qadir, when a person is about to do something that he realizes is beyond his means. I can never achieve it. There is no way that I can achieve this quality. There is no way that I can get this thing done. The question would come, then look at things that you are able to perform and achieve. Then try to answer this question, was it your ability or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped you to do it? So things that we feel that we did it because of our ability, even those things were done by the qudra of Allah. So now, this person once he realizes this, would be able to have higher achievements in life because He's shooting for high things he knows is not my ability. Allah is the doer. So let me try and I will just use whatever ability I have. And the doer is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, knowing this attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give the person the real strength in life of having high goals in life and never giving up. Never looking at some task in his life and thinking, no, this is beyond my way, my means. I can never do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the doer. All we need to do is just see, can I just try to do it? Can I use my worldly means in trying to uh, getting it done? And then the real doer is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every achievement that we see that was done by human beings, it was because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the doors for those people. You always find there were people in the history who had more ability than these people who achieved these things. And they tried it and could not get it. They failed. Allah closed the door on them. So he is Qadr. It's his Qudra behind anything and everything. Now look at some ayahs that you may have read them a lot of times. But with, in, in this context now we will be really able to understand the meaning of these ayahs. Of Surah Al-Ghashiyah, Hal Ataka Hadith Al-Ghashiyah, in which Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Afala yanzuruna ila al-ibli kaifa khuliqat." Don't don't they look at the camels? How are they created? How the camels are created, which means such a strong animal that does not require a lot of water. You can give it some water, and then. It would travel for a week in the, uh, in the heating, in the heat and in the desert without requiring no food, no water, and carrying you and carrying all of your luggage. Don't they see at the camels how they are created? Talking about the qudra of Allah. But the main point I'm going to mention at the end after going through these four ayahs. But at this time we are just looking at the literal meaning of the ayah that talk about the qudra. But the real meaning is much deeper than what we would be just looking at it now. 
But quickly looking at the basic meaning of the ayah and literal meaning. Allah is reminding us of his qudra. أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ Don't they look, see uh, the, uh, uh, the camels, how they are created. وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ And they don't, don't they look at the skies, how they have been raised. Who raised them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who raised the skies so much. When we think of building a building and... We go to 100 floors, 200 floors, we say, this is too high. Look at the creator of this universe, how he raised the skies. To a distance that human beings would never even think of keeping such a big distance between the floor and the ceiling. This shows the greatness of Allah. How great He is when He's creating something. This is, look at the distance He's keeping. وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ And don't they look at the mountains, how firmly they have been placed in the ground. This is the qudra of Allah, that He put these firm mountains in the ground. So firm that we don't have the strength of moving these mountains out of their way. No one can push them away. See how firm the mountains are. They show that the one who created these mountains... He really has that qudra, that power. And, وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ سُطِحَتْ And don't they look at the earth, how it has been flattened, so that people can walk over it, and get their things, their needs fulfilled on this earth. If the earth was not flat the way it is, and we know that this universe is round. So if normally, when you look at, uh, when you think about universe being round, you always think that there must be some corner, if a person would get to that corner, he's going to fall of, the, of this universe. But where is that corner? You know, we all say that it's round or it's egg shape, but if it is really of that kind, so where, where is the last corner of it, where after which if you go there, you're going to fall down? There is nothing like this. So how he flattened it, in spite of being in that shape, it's flat. And really, if you start thinking about it, it only adds more confusion to it, that finally, I mean, what's in the middle of it now? Okay, this is the egg. What's in between it? Where are we in that position? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that with the shape of the universe that you see and you know about, still you see it being flat for your needs. Now, this talks about the qudra of Allah, these four ayahs, showing about the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I said, the real benefit of knowing the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when a person is, uh, is on his way of doing something great, He's on his way to have some great achievements. If a person would start just looking at his own abilities, may give up right away. I can't do it. No, there is no way. I don't have the ability, I don't have the power of doing it. But if a person would look at the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he trusts that Allah will make it happen, then he is doing the work basing his efforts on the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not on his own qudra and on his own ability. So now, looking at these ayahs, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created these camels, 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the sky. He created the uh, firm mountains and He flattened the earth for us. What do we learn from it? Mufassirin have explained that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us that look how He created the camel. As you see the Qudra of Allah, benefit from the Qudra of Allah and that is always work hard just the way camels work. Don't demand. Don't keep on demanding things in return. You keep on giving, keep on giving, keep on doing. Just like a camel who drinks some water and then will carry it, uh, the master and the owner of it and all the baggage of it, of that master for, for a week or for 10 days in the desert without demanding anything. So don't be a person who would keep on demanding things. As he wants to do something, right away the first thing comes, what I'm getting out of it. What, these are my demands. This is what I want. And if you do this, then I will get it, do this. Don't be of those kind of people. This is, we are learning this lesson from the Qudra of Allah. He created the mountains, and now we're looking at the, that Qudra, uh, He created the camels, look at that Qudra, and we can say, as these mountains can survive with the Qudra of Allah, subhanahu, these, these camels can survive with the Qudra of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then same Qudra of Allah, although I'm not a camel, but the same Allah is Qadir. Allah has the same power. Inshallah, if these people don't pay me, if these people don't help me, if these people are not going to take care of my needs, Allah is Qadir. I'm not going to demand it. Allah's Qudra is there. If a camel can survive, I can survive too. This is what the Qudra of Allah would do for us. Then, إِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ What does it refer to? Showing us the Qudra of Allah and at the same time telling us, this is how high your goals should be. Your goals should be that high. They should be always look up and you feel that I want to get there. This is what I would like to achieve. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Qadir and He can create these high skies, He is Qadir. And when you have those high skies, those high goals in your mind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, through His Qudra, will give you the achievement and the ability to achieve those things. This is the skies. Then, وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ Looking at the mountains, we get our lesson of the Qudra of Allah, that Allah has the Qudra to make these mountains so firm. So, with my high goals, and without any demand, I should be firm that I would like to get it done. <coughs> Firmness is must. If a person is not firm, goals are high. He's not demanding. After a few days, he gives up. <coughs> no, we should never give up. Looking at the Qudra of Allah, it tells us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He can make these mountains so firm, so firm in the ground, human beings are stronger than the mountains. Their will, the will of a human being is stronger than the mountain. I can, inshallah, I can do it. And He comes with a firm plan and with firmness in His, uh, in, in his uh, method of performing things and his, in His goals, that with these high goals, no, I'm going to work towards it and I'm going to get it. And with all of these high goals and just giving and giving and not demanding and then being so firm should not make the person be arrogant. Keep yourself flat like a ground. Keep yourself flat. Humbleness. Now, if we look at the hadith, 
from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we would be able to really understand the meaning of that hadith in the light of these ayahs. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was trying his best to work with the kuffar of Quraysh, teaching them the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> and these people continuously kept on blaming Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for many things. And then they went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's uncle Abu Talib. That is, stop your nephew from preaching his deen. Abu Talib tried to work it out with them and convince them that fine, I'll take care of it, don't worry. And finally the, the kuffar of Quraysh came one day and they said, now we came here with our final decision. Either you stop your nephew or we will have to deal with him ourselves and then we won't even care of what you, you say and what, how you would feel about it. We will have to take the final steps that whatever we will feel that uh, they are the right steps in stopping him from doing his work. His uncle felt that I can't, keep, I can't keep on fighting these people anymore. Now these people are getting strong, and now they are even, although I'm considered to be leader and respectable person, but this is how they have talked to me this time, so they are going to get even worse and worse. So he calls Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says, Ya Muhammad, oh my nephew, now I have to tell you one thing. This is, this is what these people said. And you know, they came to me many times. And I just try to work with them, but now they are very serious. So my suggestion is, you stop doing this work for some time. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam realized that up to now, everyone had given up but his uncle. But now it looks like even his own uncle is giving it up. And he can't keep up with him anymore. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, I swear by God, if they get so powerful that they can bring the sun and put it in my hand, on my right hand, and they bring the moon and put it in my left hand, to convince me to stop doing this work of deen, I would never stop. Look at the firmness. Look at the mountains, how firm they are. Is the firmness of the mountain is more than this? No way. And not only the firmness, at the same time, you see Rasulullah's goals. I want this deen to spread throughout the world. You are sitting here in this small place and these people are opposing you. And you are saying that you want to spread this deen throughout the world, that there will be time people sitting in America and saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. These are the goals. And Quran again and again repeatedly says, tell them, لا سلكم عليه أجرا I don't want anything in return from you people. In أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ I'm expecting my thing, my reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't want anything from you people. See, giving, not taking. And at the same time, his goals are so high and he's firm with his goals and then we know his humbleness. So, this is when a person realizes the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these qualities will build within this human being. So subhanAllah, we can see that how these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are helpful in building a real personality of a human being. So if a child is being raised with these attributes of Allah, teaching them these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
from the young age, imagine how strong of a personality the child would have. Now, this child, of course, as Rasulullah was raised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah raised him. And this is why now finally he comes to the day when he says, they can bring the sun in my hand, they bring the moon in my hand, I would not stop doing this work. Which means there is nothing in this world can stop me. How did Allah prepare? We see that from the childhood, it's a long history. But if we study the seerah carefully, we see that from the childhood, every step in his life was such that you can say that this is really Allah is preparing him for some real high task in his life. But for us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy. Through these attributes of Allah and learning and teaching our children these attributes of Allah, you can really have them build really strong foundation of their personality and unshakable personality that no one can shake them up from the truth, from the haq, and from what they are supposed to do. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qadir, he is muqtadir. What is the difference between qadir and muqtadir? They are very similar and both of them indicate to the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, muqtadir means the one, now we were talking about having the power and having the ability. A person has the strength, physical strength of doing something and he has the ability of doing it. Someone came to the masjid. He has the strength and ability of breaking the door of the masjid and getting in. But he does not have the authority and therefore he's afraid. If he would do it, he will be arrested. The strength is there, ability is there, authority is not there. Muqtadr refers to the real authority of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in getting anything done. And in Urdu language also we use the word iqtidar. Now we can understand what does this mean. Means, it iqtidar means a person who is sitting on a position where he has authority. So iqtidar is a position where you have some authority. Iqtidar is not necessary that it would be through having a kingdom. Every human being has some iqtidar, some authority. Some of us have our iqtidar on our wealth only. Some people have iqtidar and authority over their family members. Some people have authority over the neighborhood. Some people have authority over a city. Some people have authority over a country. Different positions there are, are that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have created in this universe. Some people have authority over their businesses, their factories. I mean, <clears throat> every person has some authority in his life where he can control certain things. When a person has that iqtidar, that authority, how does he behave with these things, with that situation? How, that, how does that person treat his position and people who are under him while he's in that position? This is what Al-Muqtadr reminds us. Now remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Muqtadr. And real Muqtadr is the one who created people with great iqtidar, great authority. Some people, there were people in the world who may have ruled the whole world. Real Muqtadr is the one who gave those people the authority and the strength of ruling. And finally, one day when he decided he wants to take it away, some people 
after having great authority, next day you see the person is a beggar. He is hiding from the people. He can't show his face to anyone. Is this his iqtidar? No, that is the mushu- that, that reminds us, he wasn't Muqtadir, he was Abdul Muqtadir. He was the servant of Muqtadir. When Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, he pulled away the iqtidar from him, and now you see the situation of the person. Sometime, he takes the iqtidar away from the person by taking his life away. A person who was so powerful that every person is afraid just by hearing his name, people are shaking up. All of a sudden, people are putting him under the ground. Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who really has that iqtidar, that authority over everything. Our authorities are very limited, but the authority and the power of Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala has no limits to it. Unlimited iqtidar, unlimited strength and authority over doing everything. And human beings regarding of how much iqtidar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give them, finally they lose it. So there are limits to it. Where it ends, there is no more iqtidar. This person loses that, uh, that authority of doing things or uh, being in that position anymore. One thing that is very important for us to remember while having this iqtidar, regardless on who we have that iqtidar. Either if we have iqtidar on our children and our families, or our iqtidar is on people that are working under us, which means we have authority and power over these people. Or we have iqtidar over uh, someone is a council member, someone is a president, someone is a king, someone is a ruler. Uh, So whatever the person has the iqtidar for, very important for us to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has authority over us. If we treat these people properly, the way they are supposed to be treated, not doing any zulm and injustice to these people, this is what we will get in return from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we do wrong to these people because we have the iqtidar, people are doing wrong to their children, they are doing wrong to their spouses, and they are doing wrong to their uh, people who are working under them. This is all they are misusing their iqtidar. And... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more iqtidar over them. And one day they will have to pay for it. Not if, if these people at this time cannot do anything, finally Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala will make sure that he pays them back. There is a beautiful hadith in Musnad Ahmad talking about the same attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari radiyallahu anhu says that once I was punishing one of my slaves. I heard someone calling me from behind me. I'lam Aba Mas'ud. I'lam Aba Mas'ud. Stop, Abu Mas'ud. Wait, wait, Abu Mas'ud. Wait. He says, I look back. Faidah huwa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said to me, Abu Mas'ud, you should know this. Lallahu aqdaru alayka min kabi ala hadha. He says, Allah has more power over you than what you have over this person. Allah has more power over you than the power you have over this person. This is, this is how you want Allah to treat you. And this is why 
when a person asked him, Ya Rasulullah, and this is another Sahabi, who asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, my slaves, they, they always keep on doing something wrong. They keep on hurting me. They keep on going against my instructions. And I keep on teaching them and teaching them and I explain to them and still they intentionally go and do these things. Rasulullah And how many times do you want me to forgive them? Rasulullah wasallam's reply was, as many times as you want Allah to forgive you. Which means, when you have the iqtidar, remember the one who has more iqtidar over you. <coughs> this is what Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us. That when a person remembers this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Al-Muqtadir, that this is the one uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Muqtadir, is the one who has the power and authority. Full power, full authority and full ability. Now when you look at Al-Qadir Al-Muqtadir, normally these two names are used together. Al-Qadir Al-Muqtadir, which means the one who has the strength, ability, and Muqtadir, which means he has the authority with all of the strength of over everything. So the real authority of over everything is of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gives us a little bit by, to try us and see how we react to these things. Sometime when we look at the rulers of the world, we have a lot of complaints. We have a lot of complaints about them. And we have a lot of comments and suggestions for them. It will be really nice if we look at our own iqtidar and see what are we doing with our iqtidar, with our authority that we have, little authority that we have on our wealth. Oh, these people, they are putting all of their money in these things. Look how they're using their money. MashaAllah. Now, there is some percentage of their money that is being given is other sadaqat too. What is the percentage? Point one person. Let's see how much we are giving, comparing to what we are spending on ourselves and on our desires. May not be more than that. When we start looking at percentage, percentage-wise, it's the same thing. So why to complain then? Who has the right to complain? Say we move that person. Should I expect that I be in that position, what I'm doing at this time? I have a little iqtidar, I'm misusing it. So do you think when I have a greater one, I won't misuse it? No, that will be even worse. So, this iqtidar is something, subhanAllah, that when it comes and a person, it's uh, just like a person who's drunk and uh, he's uh, intoxicated by something. This is how this iqtidar becomes. When a person gets the iqtidar, Allah gives a person a little bit of uh, authority over some people, someone, and uh, some places, some positions. You see, this person reacts as if he is intoxicated. He is drunk. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Hurting so many people. How many children are crying because of people having iqtidar, misusing their iqtidar? We can see one child crying in the house. Millions of children are crying in the world. Because of people misusing their iqtidar. Millions of widows are suffering. And I don't know how many people are in pain. They are in the deserts, they are in the jungles, they are homeless. They have no one to take care of their needs. How many are giving up their lives because in these situations? It's because the people in iqtidar, they are misusing it. So Al-Muqtadir subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that remember that there is someone, there is Allah who is Al-Muqtadir. Whatever iqtidar we have, we are not Muqtadir. We have little iqtidar, but we cannot be Muqtadir. 
This attribute belongs to Allah only, who has the real supreme power over everything, and He has the authority over everything. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's another attribute is Al-Muqaddim Al-Mu'akhir. Muqaddim means the one who brings some ahead of others. Al-Mu'akhir means the one who keeps some behind others. Now, being ahead or being behind, not necessarily refers to being better or being bad. You could be behind and still be better. And you could be in the front and be bad. It doesn't refer to that. That is another totally different attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Mu'iz al-Mudhil. That's different. But this is Al-Muqaddim al-Mu'akhir. Which means when a child would ask this question that how come I'm the son and he, they are my parents and now I have to be so kind to them and fulfill all of these things for them. So why I did not become the father for these people? The only answer to this is Al-Muqaddim al-Mu'akhir made his decision. We have no way to say anything about it. So when someone says that, how come I was not amongst the Sahaba so that the rest of the people will follow me? I did not become one of Imam Bukhari so that the rest of the world will follow my, well, will read my book. Allah is Al-Muqaddim, He is Al-Mu'akhir. If someone would ask, why Adam salam was the first prophet? And why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa came at the end? Al-Muqaddim al-Mu'akhir is a decision. And a lot of time people really do ask this type of silly questions that really make no sense that when you tell them Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was the seal of the prophets, last of the prophets. Why he was the last of the prophets? How come there can't be another prophet after him? You know, Al-Muqaddim al-Mu'akhir is a decision. He can bring anyone at the beginning, he can bring anyone at the end. That's his decision. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-muqaddim and he is al-mu'akhir. And the reason for that is because he himself, he is awwal and he is akhir. He is the first and he is the last. So his decision is the final decision. What does first and last, last mean? First simply means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was there before anything goes. It's not that he has any beginning, but he was there before anything goes. So now he is the one who would create everything. And as he would create, things will be coming into existence, so some things will come before others. So he will be doing taqdeem and taqdeer. He would decide that this thing will come first, and this will come second, and this will be the last. So that's totally on the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taqdeem and taqdeer. Bringing someone up front, someone bringing someone uh, at the end. But we need to remember. This name, al-muqaddim al-mu'akhir, as it gives us, the explanation to everything in this world, why this thing is ahead of others, why that thing is behind. At the same time, it gives us the understanding that if we would like to be ahead of others in anything, we should turn to Al-Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we want to be behind for anything, we should refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Muakhir subhanahu wa ta'ala. The example for this is that a person sees that others are in having hidayah. This person is behind in getting the hidayah. Right away, you pray to Al-Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala, O Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala, Qaddimni. Ya Allah, put me ahead. Put me ahead in hidayah. He puts some people ahead in hidayah, and some people are taqdeem. They have, uh, they're ahead of others in doing evils. And we don't want to be in the front over there. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides. And His decision is final about who is going to be ahead. And one of the things where in Hidayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that I choose the people to be in the front, in the front for Hidayah and ahead of others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that a person who would come in the front sufuf, in the front suffer doing the salah, that person would be ahead of others in Jannah, in getting into the Jannah. Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala have set some rules for us to be ahead of others. These are some rules that are set by a Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala that look, I'm the Muqaddim and I hold that authority of keeping people ahead of others. If you want to be ahead of others in getting to Jannah, then be ahead of others in this world, in the Sufuf, in the Masajid. And especially, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa tells us, in the Sufuf of the Jum'ah, the closer the person is to the Imam, the closer he will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala have said this rule, that if you are ahead of others here, you will be ahead of others over there. This is the rule of Al-Muqaddim subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the rule of Al-Mu'akhir, that if a person stays behind over here, he sits at the back wall, although the front sufuf are empty. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, on that day Allah will keep this person behind everyone also. Rules that Al-Muqaddim and Al-Mu'akhir subhanahu wa ta'ala have set. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is muqaddim. He brings people ahead of others and he is al-mu'akhir. He can put whoever he wants at the back and we should always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep, of, uh, keep us ahead of others in al-hidayah and keep us behind, behind all the way at the back when it comes to evils and fitna and sharr. So this is our connection with al-muqaddim, al-mu'akhir subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said, he's al-muqaddim al-mu'akhir because he's al-awwal and he's al-akhir. He's the first and he's the last. Last doesn't mean that there will be end. It simply means that when everyone and everything is gone, he will still be there. So of course then we have to accept his decision about muqaddim and ta'akhir, about having someone ahead of others. We have no right of questioning him because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the first, he was there. Were you there to give your opinion? This person who says, I should have been ahead of others. You were not even there. Human being was nothing to be remembered. So now, a person with that situation, he says, it should have, my suggestion should have been there. You were not even there. Al-Muqal was there. He was the first. And he was always there. And at the same time, he is Al-Akhir. He is the last, which means everything is going to be destroyed, everything will finish, but he will still be there. So he was there at the beginning, and he will be there at the end when everything is gone. With this, we also learn as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is awwal and al-akhir. One of the extreme benefits that we get from knowing this name is that First, the first thing that we would like to get is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the awwal for us. And this is the last thing. This is the beginning, this is the end of our wish and our life that we want to get to Allah. This is the beginning, this is the end. At the end, we want to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is awwal, he is akhir. We came from him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us, we came from there, and we will go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And same thing should be our life and the direction of our life that we started from here, which means we start trying to get closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Someone tells us, okay, today this is your li- the goal of your life, that you want the closeness of Allah. At the end, what do you want? At the end, this is what I want also, that I want more closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Finally, He is Al-Akhir, He is the end. So, wherever we are, at the end, we would, we would just want to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our connection, in our life, in our connection, establishing our connection. We want to just turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is Al-Akhir. Finally, He is everything for us. So no matter how much we turn and we keep on turning and we keep on wandering here and there and knock at every door, at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Akhir. At the end, we have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Al-Akhir for us. There is no other one. There is no one else. So at the end, the person has to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is al-awwal and he is al-akhir. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us to sirat al-mustaqeem and give all of us the connection with himself and with his deen, with his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is supposed to, that we are supposed to have as believers. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il al-muslimin wa al-muslimat wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.